0: What is good, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to the Gold Diggers podcast, part of the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Statz-Guerrera. She is Michelle Majuk. What's up, Michelle?
1: Hey, hey, I'm here. I survived Vegas. I lived. I didn't die. Very surprising. It was a wild uh, week or three days or whatever, but it was so much fun. But I'm here and I'm alive and I'm happy.
0: Yeah, we missed you last week. I was worried about what state you would be in. I kept calling you Mimosa (laughs) Michelle, and every time I did, no matter who I was hosting with, the response was, she's in Vegas, she's not drinking mimosas right now.
1: I had some mimosas, I'm not going to lie, while I was there, but yes, uh, I had a lot of other things as well.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip, and I'm glad you're back, because I missed you. Um, we got a lot to discuss on today's show before we dive into everything. I want to remind you, please smash that like button, smash the subscribe button on the YouTube page. Also rate review and follow us on the podcast network. SB nation is totally dragging their feet. So just hang with us. Keep following the gold standard podcast network. Keep following Niners nation for now. We're trying to get that worked out. It's, it's driving me nuts, but that's where we are. Uh, if you do leave a review, we will read it on the show. This one comes from KT pet five stars feels great baby is the subject it took too long for me to find the gold standard team after Niners nation's mistake but i did and it feels great baby go niners thank you very much and just welcome aboard because we're not going anywhere
1: Woo feels All good right. to be here
0: yes it does things are happening michelle the combine is going to happen next week trade rumors are going to be swirling So we're going to get into a lot of uh, role play on today's show. This was your idea. I'm kind of excited about it.
1: I hope uh, I hope I can do it well. I, you know, I'm going to be talking in a man's voice. So we'll see how it goes.
0: (laughs) I I didn't know that you needed to add that aspect to it, but okay, we'll give it a shot.
1: I I for sure do. Uh,
0: First things first, because this just came out this morning that I saw, according to Mike Silver, the 49ers are going to be one of four teams that he does not expect to send coaching staffs to the combine, the Rams, the Packers, the Jets, and the 49ers, just your first plus reaction to that. What do you think?
1: Well, you said they didn't go last year, so they, and they don't have a lot of early picks. So as long as John Lynch goes, someone needs to be there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, as long as he goes, I, I think it's fine.
0: Interesting. Look at the teams that are in the report the Rams, the Packers, the Jets, and the 49ers. What do they all have in common? They're all Shanahan, McVay people, right? Kyle in San Francisco, Robert Sala, Shanahan's former defensive coordinator, uh, LaFleur, former McVay staffer, and Sean McVay.
1: I'm surprised the Jets coaching staff's not going.
0: I mean, I guess Joe Douglas will go. It's not the same with the combine anymore. Like they don't need the 40 yard dash. They don't need it. The guys wear the chip in college that tracks literally the exact mile per hour that they run. The 40 is useless. Yeah. But the
1: interviews you think you'd want to be talking to the players. It's 10
0: minutes. Gronk fell asleep. The first time he met with the Patriots, he was asleep in the room.
1: Well, that's very weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's just super weird. And, uh, I guess it worked out so you can't say anything about it, but I I do think 10 you could 10 minutes is 10 minutes. I mean, that's a great networking opportunity, even for like, I know it's for the players to, it's kind of, it's their interview, but also like these coaches get to meet them. I think it's huge. You get a little bit insight on these guys. I would want to be there talking to them. 10 minutes is 10 minutes. That's a long time. That's a long conversation.
0: I think if the combine was not on TV, it would be gone already. I think the only reason they do is because NFL network needs to broadcast something. Your boys over there at NFL network, Michelle,
1: listen, I have to work the entire thing, every single minute of it. So I would love for it to be gone. There's nothing more boring than working every single minute of the combine. Do you know how long it lasts? Do you know how long it is stats to sit there and watch the entire combine second by second
0: It's cool to go to because I've covered it a few times for NBC Sports and like where they have us set up. It's really cool. They always they would put you in the room with all the podiums where all the coaches speak. There's just literally a big room and there's like five, six podiums and they're all in there and the players speak there, too. But then there's just like a curtain. And then on the other side of the curtain, like 10 feet away from where you are is the bench press. And so you've got everybody in there, and they're all screaming, like, come on, man, you're cheering people on, counting the reps. It's wild. Like, you are there in the thick of it.
1: Yeah, I've never been to the actual combine. I have – I went to Indianapolis right before COVID hit, actually. It was, like – the literal week before it was like, Oh my God, this is actually a thing in the U S. Uh, and, but I didn't go to the actual combine. I just went to Indianapolis to network with people. So like you, you go to the spots that, you know, people are going to be at. And I actually met a lot of people there and it was great and a lot of fun. I had a blast, but no, I didn't go watch the actual combine.
0: The coldest I ever was in my life was in Indianapolis at the combine. I've never experienced cold. It was freezing and it was constantly windy. There's no trees in Indianapolis. Constant wind. I, I don't understand it. Somebody's <laughs> got to explain it to me.
1: I lived in Cleveland, so I, I understand it. There's It there was like the windiest place I've ever lived in my life. And it was right off the water and it was negative. Ugh, it was terrible. Terrible walking through that city.
0: So... No Shanahan. I wonder if he's not going because Brock Purdy's Purdy's surgery was delayed and he doesn't want to do a press conference and talk to the media and answer quarterback questions. He's going to leave that to John Lynch. Not going to be surprised if that was the case.
1: You know, my feelings about Kyle Shanahan.
0: Yeah. You hate his guts.
1: I don't hate his guts. He just gets on my last nerve.
0: He can be frustrating at times. I agree. I'll be interested to hear what John Lynch says next week, talking about the quarterbacks, because obviously he's going to be asked about it. Weird stuff happens at the combine, Michelle. I can't wait. Like, we're going to have news news from the combine. Remember last year? That was when the whole Jimmy Garoppolo announced the surgery thing. Like, stuff happens at the combine. So next week's going to be a lot of fun.
1: The Trey Lance uh, trade came out uh, during the combine, didn't it?
0: Was it during the combine? I know it was, like, it was either like before the draft.
1: It was either, like the day after the combine ended i thought it was during the combine where the the whole trade went through but yeah we always get some piece of news during the combine so it's normally pretty fun here and then we should hear about some uh oh man what am i thinking here uh with the free agents being franchise tagged we'll we'll know which guys get franchise tag and who actually is a free agent so we have a big couple weeks ahead of us for the nfl
0: Yes. uh, March 26th was when the Niners traded to get the third overall pick. So a little bit after the combine, Okay. but yeah, but all the groundwork for that stuff happens at the combine because all the GMs are there. All the big name agents are there. They're talking to GMs about potential deals. They're talking about potential free agent deals. Like Derek Carr is a perfect example, right? He's a free agent. His agent has probably already talked to everybody to see what kind of deals are out there. And now they're just maybe waiting for another couple potential dominoes to fall before they sign. All this stuff happens at the combine in Indianapolis. So that's why it's going to be exciting. And it got us thinking about some potential trades. And so this is what we're going to do on the show today. We're going to do role play. Not going to lie. Never thought I'd be in a situation where you and I would be doing role play, but here we are. And it was your idea.
1: Here we are. It's going to be a blast. I I think you're going to hate every single one of my trade ideas, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate from the listeners, but they're just conversational pieces. They're not all meant to be fantastic trade offers. You got, we we can go back and forth, right? We can negotiate. Doesn't have to be a great offer right off the bat.
0: All right. I am going to be the 49ers. Is that correct? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, you're going to be the, You're going to be John Lynch, because I'm all not right. talking to Kyle Shanahan.
0: <laughs> John Lynch, John. let me get my. Let me first of all, I got Kyle Shanahan on speed dial because I have to text him and get approval for any move I'm going to make. Let me oh, let me just prepare. Goodness. I'll give you like 30 seconds of brutal honesty. Okay, go ahead. Who are you?
1: All right, ring, ring.
0: Hello. Hi there. Uh, this is Quazy. Okay, Quazy from the Vikings. You you <laughs> you gotta. The voice is killing me.
1: I don't even know how to say, how to say my last name because it's really hard. Uh, Adolfo Mensa Quazy. Quazy here.
0: I think it's Quasi, but anyway.
1: No, it's Quazy. I looked All it right. up. I looked up my own name. I know Excellent. it. Excellent. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. What so do you I want? Have
1: a, I have a pretty good quarterback here on my team, uh Kirk Cousins. He's uh, a big upgrade to anything that you have. I've Lots heard of him. experience. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. I will give you Kirk Cousins for Trey Lance. Brennan Ayuk and a 2024 second round pick.
0: Click. Click. That's, that's how that's going. Are you out of your mind? You want it, you want me to trade for Kirk cousins and give you more. Get the hell out of here.
1: What no. would you think is a offer for Kirk cousins?
0: I don't want Kirk cousins. That ship has sailed. Okay. Even though I actually don't think it has sailed for the 49ers. Um, especially because if if Kyle Shanahan was anywhere within earshot, when he heard John Lynch say the name Kirk Cousins, he would come running into the office because he'd be interested. Um, I don't know what Cousins contracts. He's a free agent after this season, right?
1: Yes, he is. That's why yeah. I think you could trade for him. And so let's say this is the thing, right? This is where I'm thinking of where this trade is here. This is Michelle's brain here. So if Brock Purdy goes to the surgery and they decide, all right, he's most likely going to miss most of the season. Right. So it's just Trey Lance. It depends on how good they feel about him. Like I'm still all in on Trey Lance, but we don't know what the team feels. Then you have Brandon Ayuk, who is a free agent next year as well. So yes, you're, that's a big loss for this year, but at least you're getting something in return. You're getting Kirk Cousins, who I do think is a top 10 quarterback in the league. That's not an easy thing to get. Uh, and then yeah, you have th- let's say we take out the second rounder. It's just Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk for Kirk Cousins. Would you consider it?
0: No, I wouldn't because I don't want Kirk Cousins. Do I think the 49ers would consider it? The Ayuk situation is dicey because here's the thing you you can't be in a situation where you're paying Debo market rate and Ayuk market rate. That's that's very difficult. That's why I think Debo is not long for this team. I think if you're going to call me for an offer, call me next year for Debo Samuel, and I think you can get him. So I'm not going to make this trade this year. I'll wait it out. Kirk will be a free agent. I won't have to give up anything to get him. And then if you want Debo Samuel, we can talk about that later. But uh, sorry, not happening.
1: All right. You ruined our relationship. <laughs> All
0: right. That, I like I where your head was at, though. That was a logical Proposal. What else you got for me?
1: All right. Ring, ring.
0: John Lynch here.
1: Yo, yo. Dave Ziegler here from the Raiders. I have a great offer for you. You have your boy Brock Purdy. He had a great season. Yes, he has to have surgery, but there's a lot of good backup options and free agency that you can sign. I'm looking to trade for Trey Lance. We have a new quarterback now that Derek Carr's gone. I will give you pick number 39 in this year's draft and a 2024 first round pick for Trey Lance.
0: Oh man. That's a tempting offer. A first round pick or a second round pick this year and a first round pick in 2024. That would give me two It's a number first 7 round
1: pick in the number or in the second round.
0: Right. It's an early second round pick. Yep. Which I don't have. I don't have any second round pick right now. I call me after Brock's surgery.
1: <laughs> I know if Brock's surgery is like six months, it would be a lot easier to take this. But I need it. I need to no know now because, you know, we have to make plans for our quarterback situation this year. We don't have
0: one. I can't, it'd be franchise malpractice for me to do this trade now because I can't make this trade and then find out, oh, Brock Purdy's gone for nine to 12 months and now I've traded Trey Lance and now where am I? I don't have a pick that's high enough to get me into the first round to draft a rookie this year and so that I'm stuck. Then I've got to get, then I got to choose between, you know, Derek Carr, Jacoby Brissett, you know, the scar as I say, in my family, I, I don't want the leftovers at quarterback. Can I call hey, you wait. on March 13th and, and we can do this trade.
1: We'll see if I already traded for a different quarterback, but if I haven't yet, we can, we can discuss again. My price might be lower though at that point.
0: Mm, yeah, I can't do it. Peace I out. can't do it. Can't do it. You're going to need a little patience. And by the way, If you wanted to go and get another quarterback, you would have done it by now. You wouldn't be calling me for Trey Lance. So I don't feel any pressure from your sort of little trickeration there, Dave.
1: Yeah, well, we're the Raiders organization. We suck. We're the worst. (laughs) So yeah, that makes sense.
0: (laughs) That one is really tempting because I don't think you would get anything close to that for Trey Lance. So if you did have that offer on the table, oh, man. Just the potential to have the two firsts in 2024, right? Because let's say that Brock does have the six-month surgery, and you're like, all right, well, we'll run it back with Brock and see what happens. If he doesn't blow you away, he regresses, his arm strength is not there, whatever. You're set up in 2024 to get a first-run quarterback. And by the way, I don't know if you saw this, Michelle, Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, said he wants to play for the 49ers. That's one of the teams he'd want to play for.
1: I saw the Dolphins. He also said the 49ers.
0: Yep. And the Raiders.
1: Shocker that he wants to play for a good team with a lot of weapons, you know,
0: but that's uh, yeah, that's, that would be such an interesting dilemma. Like that's one. If I'm John Lynch, I'm calling other people into the office. And, And for the record, everybody knows this by now. I'm still on the Trey Lance train too, but he is a massive unknown and a second and a first for him. That's a damn, that's a damn tempting offer. So yeah, I, I, I think if you're John Lynch, you at least got to call people into the room and you have to know more about the Brock situation. That just throws, because you can't be left on this island with nobody.
1: Well, I think you're going to really like my next trade offer then from this next GM, but I need the answer today. You don't get to wait. All right. All right. All right. Ring, ring.
0: No, that's not my ringer. I want you to do the iPhone ring.
1: I don't even I can't even think how it goes.
0: Doo, doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. Hello.
1: <laughs> you did that really good. I, I'm pretty impressed. Uh hi there. This is uh Mickey Loomis from the New Orleans Saints. I what have a fantastic trade offer Mickey, for you. Mickey,
0: if you say the name Taysom Hill, Mickey, not only am I hanging up the phone, I'm flying to New Orleans and punching you in the face.
1: No, I have a a great offer, but I need your answer right now. There is no waiting because I need to figure out my quarterback situation. I have three pieces to give you right now. Jameis Winston, pick number 30 in this year's draft. That's a first round pick and a 2024 first round pick. That is two first round picks and a quarterback for Trey Lance and Elijah Mitchell. Since you know, Alvin Kamara might be out of the league.
0: Let's go. Done. Where do I sign? You traded? Yeah, I think two first round picks for Lance. You gave up three to get him. You'd get two back. You get Jameis Winston as your insurance in case Brock can't go. And I know Jameis throws a ton of pick. I'm not a Jameis fan. And I think there's a chance Kyle Shanahan would legitimately murder Jameis Winston on the sideline. Because if you threw <laughs> anywhere close to 30 picks, Kyle, the vein in Kyle's forehead would explode. Um, two first round picks for Trey? Like, yeah, I... Ooh, first round pick. And you don't even have to use the first round pick this year. You could trade that to acquire more ammo for 2024. If that's when you think you want to get your quarterback, I think you have to do that. You have to, how can you turn that down? If you're the 49ers,
1: it's a great offer. Saints fans might not like it, but also it, it's perfect for the saints. Cause they get a cheap quarterback who has a ton of potential. They have no opportunity to get that in this year's draft of pick number 30, and then they have no money in free agency, like to spend in free agency. So I think, this would be a very good trade for both sides. If they truly believe Trey Lance can be a great court, like has a lot of potential. I think this could be great for both sides. It would suck though. If then, you know, you do this trade and Brock Purdy ends up having to have long recovery, but you still got Jameis Winston for the year.
0: Right. You, you've, you got something there. I mean, James Winston has physical talent. He can make some incredible throws. He can also just make some incredibly terrible throws. I don't think the market for Lance is going to be this good. That's the only issue. Like, these I are know. all really fascinating, um, but I just think that his stock has never been lower. Um, and listen, elijah Darnold.
1: Mitchell- Sam Darnold showed three terrible yeah. years, and he still went for a second-round pick and, and more than that. So, yeah, it, you know, quarterbacks that get drafted highly and have potential, they will get traded.
0: I don't know if you had the chance to listen to the gold standard yesterday's show that I did with Levin, But I literally said, I don't know that Elijah Mitchell has a place on this team anymore, to be honest with you. I think they actually absolutely should look into trading him because you still have Christian McCaffrey. You have Jordan Mason, who was excellent last year, averaged the most yards after contact of anybody in the league. Now, he didn't have enough carries to technically qualify for that, but just over four yards per carry after contact, which is awesome. And probably
1: all came out one long play, but sure.
0: According to Lombardi and Matt Barrows, the Niners are still high on Ty Davis' price. This is not a Trey Sermon situation where they just can't stand him. If that's the case and you got a chance to get a pick for Elijah Mitchell, a guy that just literally cannot stay on the field, you got to do it.
1: What did John Lynch say about Trey Sermon last year around this time?
0: Uh, off he was top like praising him remember. up and down.
1: He was praising him up and down down saying that. Yeah. So who cares what people say about Ty Davis price? I I think there is, I mean, if Elijah Mitchell could, could stay healthy, he's a huge part of this team. I I think him and CMC and the same backfield and being able to, you know, keep each other healthy would be huge, but it's like Elijah Mitchell, even when he didn't have to carry the load, still got hurt again. Like he just cannot stay healthy. And I do think if the Saints were calling up, I mean, Alvin Kamara might not play next season. So they really need to find a running back here. Now you can easily draft one or find a replacement, but Elijah Mitchell is a really, really good running back when he can stay healthy.
0: Uh, Levin suggested Tennessee is a possible destination for him. Rand Carthons, their GM, he had a big hand in drafting him. He literally told the story of drafting Elijah Mitchell at his introductory press conference as GM. Um, so, you know, I, I think that there would be a potential market for Elijah Mitchell. And if the Niners can get anything for him, you absolutely do. Okay. What else you got for me? All
1: right. I have some trades here and I do think this off season they need to consider trading Brandon. Ayuk. I really like him. I think he's a great talent, but I mean, look at the cap space this year and the, the you got to pay Nick Bosa there. You, I just don't think there's going to be room to pay Brandon Ayuk next season, what he wants, he's going to be asking for a decent amount, even though he hadn't had huge seasons, like these he's talented and he's going to be asking for probably 20 plus million dollars a year. And I don't don't think that the 49ers are going to be able to afford that. So to get anything besides a third round comp pick, this is kind of the off season. You have to figure that out. So let's say Billy, Billy Belichick calls up for the Patriots, right? Hey, Bill. And he says, I don't, he's ever said yo in his life. He says, uh, hi. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really want to talk to you right now, but uh, I have to. So I'll give you pick number 47 <laughs> and number 77 for Brandon. Ayuk. take it or leave it. I don't really care.
0: Mm. So that's a second and a fourth,
1: second and a third, number 47, second. number 77. It's kind of an early third. It's pretty early or middle third.
0: I don't know. So I you upgrade your
1: third by by about like 25 picks that you would have got for the comp pick. And then you get an extra second round pick, which is a mid-second pick.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Why are you also, putting second like...
1: and fourth? It's second and third.
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry. I got the graphic wrong. My bad. Um, no, I don't think I do that. Because honestly, like I have serious doubts about Debo Samuel as a legit wide receiver. Especially because I think Ayuk probably got more. Atta- I don't know. I don't do this. I I really like Ayuk. I continued to say before this season that I thought Ayuk was held back by the quarterback play more than anybody. And when we got competent quarterback play this year, Ayuk was a stud. I would much rather trade Debo Samuel before getting rid of Brandon Ayuk. So I would say no to this. But if you want Debo, Debo for a second and can a third. You, can-
1: can we trade devo this year. What's this contract no, look like? You can't Can trade you Devo trade them, this year. You take you like a
0: massive you take a massive cap hit if you a devo this year. But next year.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I'm gonna All say right. I haven't I've only agreed to one of these trades so far. Do you have any more?
1: To be fair, I would have said no to that one as well. So I, I but just a lance one. I, I'm upping it each time, right? So now it's the Giants calling up Joe Shane here. This one might be enticing to you, all right? I'm giving you pick number 26 in this year's draft. That's the first-round pick. And I'll throw in a fourth-rounder, number 129, for Brandon Ayuk. Ooh, This is the thing also. Ayuk might want to get paid this year. I mean, a lot of guys get paid after the third year. He might be asking for it.
0: It could be like an A.J.
1: Brown situation where, okay, but you might. Like, we saw two guys during the draft, Marquise Brown and A.J. Brown. They're ready to get paid after their was it Mar- Marquise Brown's third year? Yeah. They were both ready to get paid after the third year, and the teams were like, okay, I guess we got to trade you off.
0: Oh, I'm sure he wants to get paid. I have no doubt about that. I just think the 49ers would be like, no, and if you don't want to play, okay, but we're not paying you. Um, they're kind of stubborn when it comes to that. This is a really intriguing thing. The only thing I don't like is I don't like wh- exactly what happened with DeForest Buckner. I don't like trading a guy away – and then using the pick you got for that guy to draft his replacement. Cause I feel like statistically you're not going to get a guy that's as good just because the draft is kind of a crap shoot. And that's exactly what happened with DeForest Buckner, right? <clears throat> they well, traded it away.
1: Exactly. Why I think there are uh, a whole group of teams here in the twenties. There's the Ravens. There's the Vikings. There's the giants, Dallas, Buffalo, even saints and Kansas city. Uh, so all the way from 23 to 32, they're all looking for another wide receiver and it's either take one here or call up a, a team that has someone like Brandon, Ayuk or T Higgins and see what, you know, what do I need to throw in with this first round pick to get this guy? Because that's what I said a couple of times in the first round, instead of taking a rookie wide receiver, I want to go get a vet that I know is good. I'll, I'll give up my first round and just get this guy. And I, you know, I can afford to pay him this third, original team can't, so let me do this. I I think there's going to be a handful of teams that could be calling up about Ayuk in this area.
0: I wouldn't be stunned, by the way, if it happened. I would not be surprised at all. Um, But, oh, man. Yeah, I just, I don't like what that would do to the, I think the offense would be substantially worse without Brandon Ayuk, especially because if you think it's Lance, Lance and Ayuk have a, a connection. They have a lot of chemistry. Nobody's worked out with Trey Lance among the starters more than Brandon Ayuk. So I would like to see that. And also, if you're Kyle and you want to use one of these picks to get a receiver, like Shanahan is brutal to rookies in general, but especially rookie-wide receivers. Danny Gray had one catch last year. You just, you don't, you don't function your rookie year unless everybody else gets hurt, which is what happened to Ayuk where he had to play his rookie year because everybody was injured. So... uh, I don't like that idea of trading Ayuk for a first and then drafting the replacement, but I agree with you that something's going to happen with the wide receivers, and I wouldn't be stunned if Ayuk was traded this offseason at all.
1: So let's say we move that fourth-round pick up to a third-rounder. The Bills call up. It's Brandon Bean. He gives you pick number 28, so basically the same as the Giants' first-round pick, and then pick number 92. So that's a good uh, almost 40 spots ahead of what the Giants were offering you. With their fourth round pick, does that change anything at all?
0: It doesn't. Um, So you're just gonna
1: not be able to pay Brandon Ayuk next year and just let him go for nothing?
0: No, I never think they're gonna
1: figure out how to pay him.
0: Maybe they we trade Debo and then I pay Brandon Ayuk. That's
1: how are you train Debo? His dead cap this year is 35 million. His dead cap next year is 26 million. You're gonna either if you trade him, you still have that cap. So what are you gonna pay Debo Samuel? 26 plus million dollars to not play on your team he's stuck with you guys he's stuck the next t- you don't have an out until 2025 and you still would have a 15 million dollar dead cap in 2025 but that's your most possible out of diva
0: i've seen teams take 40 million dollar cap hits to get rid of players quarter
1: bit like. for quarterbacks for quarter so not for wide receivers
0: i can take what would be look- the
1: point of trading devo who's your like your swiss army knife paying him Twenty-seven million dollars on your cat and not having him just to get a first-round pick where you're drafting a different wide receiver. Like, what would be the point of that? What would be Look,
0: the point? We of that? tried to run it back with Debo. You
1: still Jesus. can't pay Brandon Ayuk in that situation because you're still paying Debo.
0: No, you can, because you can structure the contract with Ayuk to where his cap number doesn't get massive until you've already absorbed the, the cap hit from Debo Samuel. Don't try and pigeonhole me into trading you, Brandon Ayuk. It's not happening. You can do it if you want to do it.
1: You can do it, but it's going to be difficult.
0: All right. Uh, do you have any more trade offers, or is that it?
1: I don't. That's it. So you only accepted one of mine.
0: Yep. I'm
1: picky. Yes, I'm you a know low baller. What?
0: Well, I don't, I like the general composition of this team. I, you know, I think you can make changes and there are some, some things that you can do to make it better, but unless I'm getting an offer that I love most of the time, my answer is going to be no. I mean, this team was in the NFC championship game three out of the last four years.
1: Do you think Brandon Ayuk is the difference maker there though, where if you were to trade him away, that this team would just no longer—I mean, you'd still have Debo, George Kittle, CMC. You know, if Danny Gray comes along, like you have other options. It's not like oh, well, now we have nobody. It's like your your team is still stacked, and instead of you know losing out on uh, getting anything, you, you get a first round pick plus a third round pick. It's pretty, huge, but it's fine.
0: You know what I like about Ayuk though—he freaking plays. He almost never came off the field last year. I can't rely on Debo Samuel like every other year. He's hurt. And then when he gets hurt, especially when he gets hurt in the beginning of the year, he's not the same guy. I mean, he had two receiving touchdowns this year Two. like I I got to see more than that. I was a stud in the red zone, so I'm not trading him unless I am absolutely blown away. Even getting a first round pick for him doesn't doesn't entice me that much. But in the vein of things the 49ers need to do to improve, we're going to offer our suggestions to this team because obviously the goal is a Super Bowl and they've fallen short in the entire Kyle Shanahan era. So three things that we think the 49ers can do to get over the hump, not get back to the NFC Championship game, get to the Super Bowl and win it, Michelle.
1: So do you want me to go first with my first thing? Yes. This isn't really like, okay, because the other ones I have like signed these certain players fine, but they, they don't really have a lot to work with and they don't have draft capital. I think the first thing they need to really, they need to look in the mirror and figure out a strategy, a way to prioritize starting fast and being more aggressive, like whether I, you know, Kyle Shanahan, I know wants to be the whole brains around the entire operation. And he's really great at calling plays, but maybe he needs someone else there to help him out in the beginning of games. Cause I'm so sick of these first halves being so freaking slow. Can we, can we start faster? Be just the bulldogs out there that like puts up points right away and just like destroys teams, you know, like that would be fantastic because you have the weapons to do it. And then also just be more aggressive. Stop being little babies, get out there and Make some, you know, tough calls, go for it more on fourth down. I would just like to see that out of them. And then also I'm sick of slow season starts as well. Like you don't have to have a bad record to start a season. You're allowed to start the season off strong and, you know, try. Maybe if you start off the season strong, you can get that first seed and it can go all through San Francisco instead of worrying about having to travel in the playoffs.
0: I agree with the slow starts, both in games and, uh, in just the regular season in general, the Niners sent out a season in review yesterday that I'm quickly trying to open on the fly as I stall while I wait for it to load. Do you know Kyle Shanahan's record in September in his 49ers tenure?
1: It has to be garbage. What is it?
0: It's nine and 10 in October. He's 11 and 16. So the first two months of the year, He's 20 and 26 in November. He's 11 and nine in December. He's 17 and 10. And in January, he's four and one. So they get better as the season goes along, but you're right. Like, why can't you figure it out early in the year? And it's not like they play like the hardest part of their schedule is always in the beginning of the year. That's not the case at all. They just, it takes a while for everybody to get on the same page, which is kind of crazy to me. So I, I, totally on board with your first thing
1: and they're going to have a lot of the same team this year so there's really no reason that it has to start slow like pick up from where you were last year obvious like every team starts slow don't get me wrong like you're not going to look like you did at the end of the year everybody gets better unless you have a ton of injuries but like the thing is you're also playing another team that's not going to look like they were at the end of the year because you're both right. starting fresh again so you're on the same playing field here Like, it doesn't have to be, oh, no, like, we look so bad. And then all of a sudden, wow, look at this change we made. Kyle Shanahan's amazing now, even though he sucked for the first half of the year. It's like, (laughs) he does this every year. He does it every year. And that's what pisses me off.
0: Yeah, I mean, other than 2019, they have been slow out of the gate every year. And that was my first thing, too, was the conservative on fourth down. Like, you you just got to stop. You have to stop making it harder for your team to win. Evolve, you know? act as if you have a team full of studs and the best play caller in the league. Maybe try that for a change, Uh, especially early in the year. Right. It's not like you're winning games early in the year. Anyway, you might as well switch it up a little bit. I hope that he does, but that was a number one on my list. Okay. What's number two for you.
1: Uh, They need a legit deep threat that will play. Listen, I know they drafted (laughs) Danny gray, but he didn't play. Right. And we have no idea what he is. So I'm not going into next year being like, they have that legit deep threat. Danny Gray is going to be, playing a ton like we we just don't know maybe he does maybe he doesn't dj chark is a free agent and i personally am a huge fan of dj chark i think he's super talented but i don't think he's going to cost much at all because he did i mean he is injury prone a eh? like he he gets injured uh that that happens and last year he missed uh, a few games to start the season but can't, like he's really good He he's just really good when he's out there, he's a great deep threat. Now you don't need him to be anything more than a great deep threat. Like that's what you're going to use him for. And I do think like it, this offense already has so many amazing weapons. It's not even necessary to have a deep threat to get these guys open, but imagine you add that speed instead of having Juwan Jennings out there so much. That's just a slower guy. I, that, Jennings. I don't, I don't hate him. I think he's a solid enough player, but imagine that speed aspect. And then you have Devo. And if you keep by and you don't trade him, So you have your, it's like, I just love that dynamic there. If you bring in a guy like DJ Chark or like Nelson Aguilar is out there too, but like, no, no, yeah, no, no, I, I'm not really down for that. Like I would love for them to sign DJ Chark.
0: Here's the thing. I think Kyle Shanahan agrees with you. He's always tried to have that speed guy. Marquise Goodwin was the that's what they wanted him for. When Shanahan first arrived, that was his entire job. We kept hearing about how there's, going to have such a big role in the offense and he couldn't stay healthy. And they, they have tried with Travis Benjamin was their speed deep threat that that they wanted and i agree with you like they're fine with him being a decoy on a lot of plays just opening up the field for other players so i think kyle agrees with you i think that's what they were thinking with danny gray and now again he went into the rookie wide receiver oblivion that is san francisco maybe he'll be able to make a jump in year 2 aaron banks made a jump in year 2 so it's not like totally out of the question but i agree this offense needs that for sure like you got to have somebody that can do that. You don't want 10, 11 guys crowding the line of scrimmage all in the TV screen on the broadcast. Like it just makes it too hard for your offense. Even if you do have a really good play caller like Kyle Shanahan. So I agree with you on that one. My second one is you got to find a legitimate pass rusher opposite Nick Bosa and not like, Oh, we're going to bring in Samson Ebukam because we think he could be a lot better than he was. Like, no, get a Who guy that? like,
1: who called that?
0: You did. I mean, I didn't really disagree. Remember with I you. said
1: they should have cut him last year to save money. It's pointless.
0: Well, he wasn't terrible last year, but yeah, you need pointless. a guy like they did with D Ford. You, you know, you can call the D Ford thing ill-advised, but when he was healthy, they were a wrecking crew. There were plays where Bosa and D Ford would just be like, meet you at the quarterback, and they would just shove the tackles into the quarterback in the pocket. It was amazing. And they have been searching for that. But don't nibble around the edges. Go for it. I'm fine. If you want to trade your 2024 first-round pick to get another, like, a stud pass rusher, do it. And it'll probably take more than that. If you want to package Ayuk in that deal, I would potentially be open to that. But, like, you have to get it. They have been in this wilderness searching for that since they drafted Nick Bosa. And you got to have it this year because the pass rush outside of 97 last year was not good.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I just don't think there there's space to pay two huge pass rushers, right? Like you almost have to luck into finding a guy that's sneaky good on the cheap or is good I, I, with someone really great next to him, like a Dante Fowler Jr. We saw he had a fantastic year when he was right next to Aaron Donald, right? Does do you put him on the same line as Nick Bosa and he has similar success? He's still youngish. Like he's not super old yet. So that's a guy I would look to see how much he's looking to make. Uh, but yeah, there's not a ton of options. I did have this on one of my lists. Uh, one of my three things, but I actually put a fourth, So I'll say that one instead, but I, I do agree with you. They need, they need to add someone else. It's just how do they do it? It might be a little bit difficult.
0: Is the answer like a veteran guy, like a Justin Houston or a unique he's and Ganque? so old at
1: this point though. I know Justin Houston is like, what terrible. about in Gonquay? He's probably going to be out of budget.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you can lure those aging pass rushers with the, you know, with the lure of a championship ring. It's possible. Uh, and God, who wouldn't want to play on this defense? All right. That was my number two. What is your number three?
1: So you're not going to like this. You're not going to like this at all. No, one's going to like this except for oh, me because sign. <laughs> I can't even say it. I don't even know if I can say it. sign Baker Mayfield. Sign Baker Mayfield. Yes, I said it. That's your backup. It's not Jacoby Brissett. Hey, it's not Matt Ryan. Can we discuss this? Yes, I listened to your episode yesterday with Levin. Matt Ryan is so pointless at this point. Like, yes, he was good at one point in his career. He had a very solid career. Yes, I understand he won MVP in 2016 with Kyle Shanahan. That was a long time ago. Big Ben was really, really good in 2018. That was even less time ago. He was no longer good at the end. He was done. He was shot. Matt Ryan is shot. He's done. He's done, done done. he's Joe Flacco level done. Probably even worse than Joe Flacco at this point. Get out of here. Like that would be the worst option to have Matt Ryan there and having him having to actually play. Oh my goodness. You want to see your line go from okay to miserable in one second. That would be what happened if Matt Ryan uh, played anyways, I think Baker Mayfield should be your guy. If Brock Purdy is going to miss some time and you got to look for a vet, It's still Trey Lance's job, but I think Baker's at a point where he's okay with that. He comes in, he still has a chance to compete, but he also, you saw him working with Matt Corral this off season with the Panthers. He was there. He was a a vet that wanted to be, you know, a guide for him and it'd be someone that he can look up to for Matt Corral. So I think this would be good for Trey Lance to learn from Baker. And then also if Trey Lance to go down, I think Baker Mayfield is a winning quarterback. I think he could win a Super Bowl. I love him.
0: I love Baker. Also, I I just he's interesting to me. I like his personality. Um, I think Nick Bosa would just pound him into the dirt every practice. But are you saying they should only sign Baker if Brock has the longer injuries or you're saying sign him no matter what?
1: I just don't know if Baker would sign if See, he, that's the thing. if it's a third if he's the third option. I do think if you say okay, Brock is out for most of this year, it's just Trey Lance and you, you have a chance to compete here, but really it's Trey Lance's team, but you know, um I do think he would consider that. I don't think Baker's getting a starting gig this off season. No, I don't don't think he will. And what better team to go to than the 49ers? You know, they go through quarterbacks like crazy a, and if you end up getting to start, I think he would look great. And he's going to make himself some really good money playing with Kyle Shanahan for a season. So I I could see this happening. If he had a chance to be the second quarterback now, if it's going to be the third quarterback, then no,
0: that's the thing. When I brought up Matt Ryan, I was talking about if they trade
1: Trey Lance, so if Brock is okay and they end up trading Trey Lance, then Baker would be a perfect guy to bring in then. Because if Brock's not ready for Week One, Baker can start. If Brock ends up being a disappointment, you have Baker there, and they kind of have similar personalities too, Brock and Baker. It's true. So it would be it would be interesting similar uh, play styles gonna, as well.
0: You're not going to trade Trey though because he costs more to trade than to keep. So that's another reason why they're not going to trade. Unless they got blown away, then maybe they would consider. But it's not it, but...
1: that much more.
0: Um. Matt Ryan as a third—that's why I brought him up. Because, like you said, you're not going to get Jacoby Brissett to come in and be the third string quarterback. But he has
1: to start. If if Matt Ryan has to start, this team is screwed. It's just absolutely screwed. I mean, yes, yes. yes, Again, if we're
0: at the third string quarterback, I would say generally. I'd rather Mike
1: White as a third string quarterback. Give me Mike White over. All right, my
0: last one is.
1: Matt Ryan, I'll go out there as a third stringer.
0: Wow. I, I'm going to text Matt Ryan and tell him you don't like him. Um, my third one is cut the dead weight. Other than Trey Lance, I am done waiting on guys to get injured to see if they can stay healthy. I'm looking at you, Elijah Mitchell. I'm looking at you, Javon Kinlaw. I am done with that. We cannot deal with that anymore. I don't like this. Well, if he stays healthy, he could, he's not going to stay healthy. In San Francisco, whether it's something in the water, whether it's the field, whether it's how hard Kyle Shanahan practices with these guys, whatever it is, I think we have a big enough sample size now to know they ain't staying healthy, so just get rid of them. I don't care if you draft a rookie that's totally unproven. I want somebody that's going to be on the damn field. I just hurt guys get hurt, and I'm tired of saying it with the same guys every single year.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely time. It stinks because you're not really going to be saving money letting these guys go. So, But it, it's time for Kinlaw to go somewhere else. It, it really just is, at this point, they're not going to pick up his
0: fifth-year option.
1: No. And then, I, like I said, Elijah Mitchell's great. Uh, it stinks. His body just doesn't seem to be able to handle the NFL play style. But I, I, mean, I think they keep, like, if they don't get a fifth or sixth rounder for him, I think they just keep him and hope he stays out like i don't see them cutting elijah mitchell
0: i don't even want like why even take up the roster spot though like he came in he started the year immediately got hurt came back immediately got hurt again like just no man i would and rather... came
1: back and immediately got hurt again
0: give jordan mason the carries give ty davis price the care although ty davis price has been banged up also But I just, I don't want to see, I'm tired of this merry-go-round with the 49ers where the same thing keeps happening every year because they keep doing the same thing every year. So those are my three things.
1: Maybe Zach Moss can come to the team.
0: Oh God, you just have your, (laughs) you're like Kyle, man. You have your favorites and you just want to wedge them in wherever you can.
1: (laughs) No, this is fun. I, I, it's hard because the team is so close. So they really don't have to do all that much. It's just, figuring out what these little tiny movements have to be to get them over this hump. And the biggest question mark right now is obviously the quarterback situation, which it seems to always be about with this team. And we were not going to have answers for at least a couple more weeks now with Brock. So we'll see how it goes.
0: At least a couple more weeks. That's going to be the next thing. We just keep kicking the can down the road. When Brock does have the surgery, of course we'll be there. We are not going anywhere this off season. We will be here with you. Every single day, whether Trey Lance gets traded or Brandon, Ayuk gets traded or whatever it is. Uh, So please, again, like the YouTube page, subscribe to the YouTube page, rate, review, follow our podcast, the gold standard podcast network and Niners Nation. Again, really trying to get that worked out. It's a sore spot with me right now. But Michelle, (laughs) everything you do is fantastic. I'm so, so grateful for you and all your help. By the way, if you want more from Michelle. You can read her work on nfl.com and you can listen to the ball blast football podcast, which is absolutely fantastic. Ton of good fantasy advice in there. So please do that. You need more Michelle in your life people.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm biased, but uh, you're great to stats. We all need you in our life.
0: And if you need some 49ers gear in your life, consider homage. Michelle and I are both decked out in our homage sweatshirts. I got the old school logo. Michelle's got the Niner sweatshirt on. You can click the link right in the description. That'll take you right to the 49ers collection gear up in the off season. Or if you want some clothes that aren't red, as sometimes I need to expand my wardrobe a little bit. They have a ton of stuff. It is all super comfortable and it's there's pop culture references. There's all sorts of great stuff in there. I have the home alone, a delicious cheese pizza just for me. T-shirt, although that that is red. And I also have a no crying in baseball T-shirt. I like it. I love all of
1: their stuff. I wish I could just, I would wear clothes of other teams. I don't care. Just send me it. Just send me everything. (laughs) Because it's so comfortable. They're so cute.
0: It is super comfortable and warm, which is a big thing for me because I'm always freezing cold. So check that out again. Click the link right in the description. Michelle, I will talk to you next week. We'll be in the thick of the combine. I can't wait. And uh, have a good week. Bye, y'all.